Good evening. Uh, we are doing the Narad Bhakti Sutra. Now today we are going to start from Sutra 28 onwards. Uh, if you recollect yesterday we had done a number of sutras where different different theories were put forward by different teachers. Now all these it was talking about the greatness of the love divine. So there are three parts which we discussed: bhakti, karma, jnana, and disciplined yoga. And bhakti was supposed to be the topmost. And I think we were talking about why devotion is superior. So today we are going to give further discussions on why is this so. It has to be proved, isn't it? So let us see. Sutra 28 from the Narad Bhakti Sutra. For the love divine, knowledge alone is the means. So says some Acharya. Now there are some people in this world who believe that to even get to devotion, to even get to the path of devotion, you need to have knowledge. Why do you think it is important that you need to have knowledge? They say, if I have to know. the divinity that i am talking about at least i need to have a little knowledge about what i am looking at isn't it knowledge is a way through which i can understand certain things how do i understand devotion and love if i don't know the subject now this is their way of saying that it is important that i need to first have knowledge of this in our world if i have to look at the material worldly love there are issues connected to this material worldly love which are qualified by means of age the person that i am going to meet who they are what they are what is the status in the society so on and so forth there is there is a whole load attached to the knowledge if there is a young boy of say 24 25 years of age naturally he is going to look for a girl who is near about his age plus or minus here and there he is going to verify if if it is an arranged kind of a marriage the whole idea is to get somebody from the own category their financial status what part they are from of the country what are their leanings what is the different kind of you know social get up that they have all these have to be taken into consideration that means i need to have knowledge see knowledge is required for all kinds of say activities if i have to even appoint a judge president or a prime minister i need to have the knowledge about that person isn't it so acharyas that means some great philosophers scholars their contention was if i have to go towards krishna i need to have knowledge who is this krishna and whether he is worthy of my devotion or no if i have to look at the different different gods and the goddesses that are there there has to be a kind of a comparison a comparative study has to be done 
and once i understand what is it that i am going to get from krishna that i can go towards him see these are theories please understand this this is how people thought and it is not that these people were not knowledgeable about devotion but they have to put forward this theory just like any other person see if if i have to ask a question how are you the simplest answer would be fine thank you but no it has to be qualified the question is why are you asking me oh is it because of the problems that are going on in this world why are you asking this question is because 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 if but all these things are going to come up a straightforward yes no answer never comes everything has to be detailed out the greatest of the sages please understand do not talk too much you can understand i talk too much isn't it so <laughs> so <laughs> i cannot be qualified anywhere so jokes apart the idea of knowledge only comes in because i have to understand and assess that person assessment is necessary why is assessment necessary in our world if we don't assess like if i'm going to the market i am going to buy say tomatoes or potatoes or something like that and i am going to go and check them out each of them i have to see that they are ripe enough i have to see that they are good and then i will buy isn't it so knowledge is important so these sages who were there i can't even call them sages they are called acharyas uh knowledge experts so they had this idea that you better have knowledge to understand devotion to be devoted to someone you need to know the subject matter now if you see there are lots of great scholars teachers professors politicians you name it you know very highly educated people they always do assessment and the assessment is done based on how that person can be considered greater than me think if there is a nobel prize winner would you think he can accept somebody who is not a nobel prize winner it becomes extremely difficult because he will say see i have won the nobel prize in this economics or some such subject what does this guy know that ahankara comes in and assessment is always being done so whom can i rever and whom can i praise or whom can i look up to that person has to be greater than me and this is the reason why everybody has this yardstick of theirs i have been constantly where many times i have been asked this question is shiva greater or vishnu is greater or krishna is greater who is the greatest amongst all this who is the greatest please understand if you have eyes for shiva you are only going to consider shiva as the greatest even if i tell you that no krishna is the greatest you are not going to accept it you understand if i am talking about the indian prime minister and you are an indian 
and if i say can i say the pakistan prime minister is great you know what you're going to say no the indian prime minister is the greatest because you have eyes only for the indian pm and you will try your level best to prove it but if you ask a pakistani who is the greatest he will say my prime minister is the greatest it is everybody's individual yardstick they judge each and every person so human beings have this capacity of judging everything that they see we did this yesterday and day before also so knowledge for them has much superiority and for these people you cannot tell them that you know no devotion is different knowledge is different they will never accept it they will say you see it is written in this book and it is written here and my you know my master has taught me that this is the thing okay if that is the one if that is what your master has taught you think i am going to refute it i am not even going to bother my head because if i am a devotee of god why should i even bother to refute anything i'll say okay you are the greatest come on no problem because a devotee doesn't even bother his head about trying to prove anything please remember this a devotee doesn't bother sutra 29 says they are mutually dependent declare others one is dependent on the other what is dependent knowledge is dependent on devotion and devotion is dependent on knowledge knowledge is dependent on devotion do you know knowledge is dependent on devotion is a very strange subject again why you know because you say if you are not a devotee how will you be knowledgeable and there are others who will say no you have to be knowledgeable to be a devotee so devotion is always a cut and a dry subject according to all the people who believe in knowledge you see they will always try to come up with theories i will give you some understanding of this now if i say devotion has to come on its own the person will say what do you say how does devotion come on its own it doesn't come on its own you need to qualify the sentence by something else no the next verse that we are going to do the next sutra talks about this only so you cannot say that i first need to have the knowledge to come to devotion and you cannot say that i need to have devotion and then i will come to knowledge no no way no way they are mutually independent of each other but yet there are people who are saying they are dependent you have to depend on each other the sages from the past they had the great idea of dissecting everything they dissected god every single day they had the great theory that you know i am that that i am i'm sure some of you have heard about this theory there are the vedantists advaitists they have their own way of looking at life it's like imagine vivekananda comes and sits in front of ram krishna parmahansa and says i don't believe in what you say i have not seen god and ram krishna parmahansa says but i have seen what proof is there can you give me the proof 
who asked this question the knowledgeable type will want to have the proof of the pudding proof of everything i want to see i want to touch i want to feel i want to experience it's when i experience only i will understand otherwise i am not even interested in your theories your devotion you can keep to yourself so some of them said that it is mutually dependent on each other it is not just one way story it's a, it's a two way street you know so 29th sutra says it is mutually dependent the next sutra which is number 30 says bhakti is its own fruit thus says the son of brahma the creator brahma ji if you remember had children and they were called children born of the mind okay they were not with sexual union or anything like that they were born of the mind so he had the first four children they are the sanat kumars sanadan so on and so forth and these four guys they were intellectual very but there is a story where they have gone and asked their father we want to know about krishna those who are doing the uddhav gita with me will remember this episode where the four sons of brahma they go to their father and they say can dad can you please tell us about this dad says i myself don't know anything about it what are you saying let us go and ask krishna so krishna comes over there and gives them a fantastic answer and there is an entire chapter based on this answer which you can go and see there are those satsangs are available online they are there in youtube they are there in uh, you know podcast various podcasts are there if you want to go to facebook page of krishna knows it is there and even twitter and these are there so if you go and say type over there uddhav gita krishna knows you will get there is a full episode of that it tells you exactly how this whole thing transpired so taking a cue from there we are saying this verse all right i'm not going to explain that so if you want to know that you go over there and search it out and you will get it okay now if you don't have youtube and all you can go to podcast there are so many podcasts Krishna knows everywhere. You can go and log in and download also. So Brahma ji, his sons say the bhakti is its own fruit. What is this bhakti? Is its own fruit? Bhakti comes on its own, by the way. It is like suppose if I plant a mango, you know, mango seed, I am going to get a mango tree, isn't it? So if I plant a particular kind of seed, I'm going to get that only. So he says, if you want bhakti, you got to plant bhakti first. Where do I get the seed from? <laughs> the seed comes from your previous life, by the way. The seed is already sown over there. It has developed into a fruit, and the fruit has fallen, and the seed is there. These are called your past 
knowledge which gets transferred to this life and then the next and then the next it is like this you know suppose the idea is that if you can get realized in this life fantastic but if you don't get realized so whenever you put that comma you know you can start from that sentence again or maybe a full stop in your last life you might have put full stop somewhere in the knowledge or in that particular bhakti place you can start from there again all right so that is the reason why the seed is bhakti itself and when i have bhakti bhakti is going to grow which means devotion is the seed of itself where does devotion come from so now we have done three separate sentences the first one says knowledge is required second one says mutually dependent you have to have knowledge knowledge gives devotion devotion gives knowledge now the third one says the devotion come out comes on its own now this is qualified by the sentence given by brahma ji and his sons okay why have they given this sentence because krishna himself has taught them this is what it means so bhakti devotion is its own fruit there is a very beautiful example of this in ramkrishna paramahansa's life now ramkrishna paramahansa had a devotee his name was latu maharaj this latu maharaj was a simpleton so simple that he was not even an educated person and because he was not educated he was literally working like a servant in one place he was serving a master he came to know about ramkrishna paramahansa so he tells his master master see i want to go and meet ramkrishna ji so his master you know is thinking that he is a simpleton you know what can you say to a simpleton this okay go so latu maharaj comes walking all the way from kolkata It's a long distance, by the way. He came walking all the way to the temple, Dakshineshwar Temple, and uh, he met Ramkrishna Ji. And the moment he saw him, the dam burst, and he became one of the greatest devotees of Ramkrishna. Ramkrishna Paramahansa would talk a lot of things during his satsangs. He was one of the greatest saints of the last century. naturally he would be doing satsangs so there would be people sitting in front of him all great luminaries from calcutta and dhaka and all those places they would come they would sit in front of him and ramkrishna parmahansa would talk on esoteric subjects this latu maharaj he hardly understood anything because you are you know he was not an educated person and if he was told something go do this he would do that during that time he would stay in the temple with ramkrishna ji he would look after sharda ma also she was staying in the nabath next door so what he would do he would be taking care of ramkrishna ji and sharda ma so nicely that even if ramkrishna ji would want to go for relieving himself or 
in the jungles you know there was a nearby grove where he would go no there was no modi ji at that time to say no he can have to build uh, toilets there were no toilets stupid joke but understand so you had to go to the jungle and you carried one small tumbler of water so that ram krishna ji is not inconvenienced latu maharaj would carry that tumbler with him i mean who carries it this is devotion of the highest kind let me tell you this much devotion of what level when he was asked certain question he said i don't understand what ram krishna ji is saying or what any of you are saying i just am in love i am a devotee of ram krishna ji and ma and i don't understand anything i don't even want to know after the passing away of ram krishna ji he was very upset because now he had nowhere to go and he couldn't understand vivekananda swami vivekananda swami vivekananda was at that time you know previously with narendra and later on he became swami vivekananda vivekananda changed to vivekananda natu maharaj was given a name adbhutananda because he was very strange adbhut you know strange guy most of the time he was lost in his own world and he would be doing the simplest of the jobs you tell him anything he will do that go tend to the garden he will do that go bring this he will do get, get that so he was like that he was like a general dogs body we call it no doing anything one day he couldn't understand what vivekananda was saying and he got so upset that he just walked out of that place because most of the time he couldn't understand what what was going on around and in his state he walked all over the town he came to in the place where sharda ma was staying and when he came to that house he saw her in tattered sari sitting outside actually i you know funnily the story has started in the middle of the <laughs> Keep stories at the end, but maybe I think you all are lucky. You're getting two, three stories now. So, Atu Maharaj, who's called Adbhutananda, he looks at her and he says, "Oh my God, Mother is not even having good clothes. Now this man had not even a single penny on himself. He himself was dressed in rags. So he said, 'Let me get some money from somewhere. Or where do you get the money from?' So he said. I will go to the town, the nearby village or town, whatever, and I will work over there like a person who will carry stuff. You have these assistants in stores and all, carrying big brown bags, you know, gunny bags. You know. And he became a helper in one place. And at the end of the day, the money that he got, he went and purchased a nice sari which he could afford with that. and he went and gave it to ma this is the simplicity of devotion let me tell you it doesn't require knowledge at all knowledge is not required in such circumstances so devotion is a subject which is by itself its own seed you don't need anything to qualify devotion you may be the most uneducated person on earth you may not even know the vedas the shastras you don't even know sanskrit you don't even know anything about any god whatsoever you don't even know what is a mantra you don't know anything 
it really doesn't matter to be in love to be a devotee of the lord there is no requirement so this is the third sentence which the four kumaras have said and narada is telling us this so we move to the next verse sutra 31 says now there is an example over here because it is seen demonstrated as such in the examples of palace and dinner etc oh he is coming up with examples for you to understand the simplicity of it all first you have to give some examples narada is saying it can be demonstrated by the examples of palace and the dinner etc so this is two examples is given now why palace in ancient time there were kings and queens now do you need a palace to be a king he see if you if you are a king or a queen you need a palace it's an understood issue isn't it i mean think about it can you be a king without a palace you cannot so it is like one is qualifying the other you have a palace you have a king sometimes the palace is without the king also yes of course nowadays it has become all all palaces have become nearly like museums you can go and see all the fancy stuff over there but <laughs> in olden times the palaces actually are kings so there are palaces and there are kings now how many rooms do they have how big is the palace do they have a throne room do they have a bedroom do they have a big hall it's an understood fact isn't it a palace is supposed to have all these things is if you have some 16000 wives so you need 16000 rooms also maybe that many number of palaces also <laughs> krishna i don't know how he managed it but he must have managed somehow i don't know how it is done today <laughs> So suppose you have a king who has got say 20 wives and there is a king and he has got 20 wives he has taken a five star hotel and he is staying over there because in corona virus he has to get you know <laughs> so social distancing so he has distanced himself with 20 wives of his so it is an understood fact that a palace needs to have rooms and the rooms have decorated they have to be embellished they have to have gold silver these that it's an understood fact the king is supposed to be rich okay he's not a poor fellow he's not staying in uh, one jopdi jopdi means a hut okay he is not even staying in one small one room apartment or something like that no he's not the fellow is great he has to stay in a big palace but it's an understood now you go for dinner is giving an example of dinner so dinner now can i have dinner only with water <laughs> and dinner has to be a full meal okay can i have a snack no a dinner has to be complete isn't it i mean those who understand dinner dinner means food right Now food means water also drinks also this also that also now in india you may have rice and 
all the sambar and rice and this and that and chapatis and puris and god knows all those kind of things it's a full meal can i say dinner can be only one stuff yeah some poor people in india may may eat only rice i was telling somebody you know in the past when there was no money around people would eat kanji kanji means you know what the starch you know the starch which comes on rice people would have just kanji but they also needed a little bit of pickle or something to go with it maybe even a uh, you know even a farmer who is a poor farmer in india if he has those rotis or chapatis or whatever bakri we call it he will eat it with one chili or one onion or some little stuff he is just not going to have it only that so a meal a dinner is a qualified thing. you have to understand if i call you for dinner and if i give you just one kanji stand kanji now starch rice and starch in it you're going to look at me and say what you called me for this <laughs> i want a full meal right so it is like that so these two examples narada has given he says palace and this and then he says in comparison okay what he says sutra 32 he says because of it a mere knowledge alone neither the favor of the king nor the appeasement of hunger can ever happen if you don't know the king you cannot enter the palace is it understood or no <laughs> yeah you may you may know some havaldar over there some small soldier over there and you can sneak inside and you can see the palace that is a different story but if you know the king or the prince can see the palace so he says just saying that there is a king and there is a palace doesn't say anything so you have to have the king and the palace the palace has to have its rooms and to be nicely decorated there has to be a throne room everything is understood it is called knowledge and for dinner he says is it important not to have hunger See if you are hungry then you are going to have dinner isn't it dinner means uh, supper or it means even lunch okay so just the word dinner is given doesn't mean dinner itself it can mean anything you are anyway going to have so when you are eating dinner it means you are hungry and if you are hungry you better eat quite a lot isn't it quite a lot means sufficient enough doesn't mean stuffing yourself it means sufficient enough So this is an example which is given. So, Sutra thirty three says, therefore that supreme love for God alone is to be sought after by seekers of complete liberation. So now, after listening to these three arguments, what are the three arguments? You want me to remind you? There are three arguments which he had done. The first one is knowledge. Some pundits say that you require knowledge to understand devotion. The second type of people say no. They have to be mutually dependent on each other. So one should have this and that should have this both. The third one says no. Devotion is qualified by the word devotion. All 
three are right from their perspective. But these are three arguments put forward for you to understand. So, in this verse 33, he says, Therefore, that supreme love for God alone is to be sought after by seekers of complete liberation. Those who are interested in liberation. If you don't know the God, how will you liberate yourself? Doesn't that tell you something very clearly? That you better have love for God first. Right? Self-realization, liberation, reaching the ultimate goal. Who is giving it to you? The Lord only is giving it to you. And if you don't know Him, if you don't love Him, how will you reach there? You see, in this world, there are mercenaries. You know mercenaries? And they fight for some country or some group. Why? Because they have love for money. But there are soldiers of that country who fight for their country because of the love for their country. Isn't it? When you love your country, you will fight for it. When you love someone, are you not going to fight for it? But if you have nothing to fall back on, you have to have something to think about, isn't it? You got to love something. You got to understand that thing. Then only you will go to that place called liberation. The idea which is given by most of the people, those who are on the the followers of what is called as the Brahmo Samaj or the Brahmanyanis or Brahma Vidya and all these kind of fancy stuff that they teach. What do they say? The Advaitis, the Vedantis. What do they say? Liberation, self-realization. That by itself I have to go there. So I am going to do yoga, I am going to do this, I am going to do that. How is a person supposed to do that? There is a word which is very, very important which we will do in the next chapter. You understand? Those who are devotees will understand that word like this. I don't even have to utter the word. It is called grace of God. You understand? He got to bless you first. Hmm. So simplest answer is <laughs> the big boss upstairs. Supreme Divine Consciousness, Krishna, Father in heaven, if he doesn't bless you, how are you ever going to reach that liberation also? Nobody understands. So if you have to go to liberation, you better know that there has to be love for God. So he says the supreme love for God alone is to be sought after by seekers of complete liberation. If you want to become a Brahmanyani, you want to be released from this world also by going through whichever path that you wish to go through. Remember the three paths that we discussed yesterday? The first one was of knowledge, second one was Karma Yoga and the third one was the path of Raj Yoga. So these three yogas you want to go to which destination you are looking for? The destination is called liberation. The destination is called realization. The destination is called knowing the self. All these are called destinations. You have to reach that point. 
you have to go towards nothingness if you are a buddhist you will say i want to go towards shunyata i want to become the buddha in the buddhist temples also whom are you going and see you know it is an atheistic religion they don't believe in all god and all that kind of stuff but you go to any temple which is teaching you buddhism you will find some fancy statue of buddha over there there is a religion which says idolatry is not correct idolatry you should not idolize anything and what do they have the image of their god how can you say idolatry is not right and have the image of your own god christianity teaches you that but you go to any church you will find there's a very big cross over there with jesus on it there is sometimes there is a mother mary sometimes there is infant jesus sometimes there is saint joseph and here you are not supposed to pray to idols are they not idols what what do you think they are please know this if you do not know the destination you cannot reach it what is the destination when jesus said father in heaven is the destination i am the doorway to that so you go through me and you will reach there is in the same way we need to have the destination fixed in our mind also atheism and all that i am not even bothered about just now we are discussing only about devotees and we are discussing about people who are looking for liberation i want mukti you know in the purusha the fourth one is mukti i want mukti i don't want to be born again sir whom are you asking that question i don't want to be born again somebody has to sanction it no if you want admission in some college you have to get some sanction if you want to get See entry into some airport also you need the stamp right TSA i don't know what do they call it you have to go and get a big stamp over that okay sanction you can cross over but if you don't get a cross and don't get a stamp you can't then you have to go back why so there is an authority there so for anything any liberation realization whatever you talk about there is a final authority can i stand in front of the immigration officer and i say who the hell do you think you are you don't know me you can't do that that fellow will say throw that fellow out isn't it you can't go and show your ego over there isn't true then you can't go and tell the principal you know i got 95% marks who do you think you are i can get admission in your college you can't talk like that also the principal will say i'm very sorry i can't give you admission here he is allowed he is the boss if the boss is allowed you can't do anything if the boss says throw the fellow out can you do anything about it they have this understanding you want to grow you want to reach your destination you better be nice okay so in your destination called liberation realization whatever that you are thinking of you better have bhakti 
as the basis of everything all right so he says therefore that supreme love for god alone is to be sought after by seekers of complete liberation those who seek liberation should always have this in mind that you should have bhakti devotion supreme love for god then you will be able to achieve otherwise the doorway is closed self realization when you want to know the self who is the self so you do all your elimination rounds you know you start removing definitely finally you come to a point that the self is in me okay like that come to that the self is in me the self is in him the self is in her the self is in everything who is this self yourself myself thyself all self you know where this self 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 you are seeing what is this self you are just a minuscule particle in that big self that you talk about so there must be somebody who is the super boss of self no he is the capital s e l f you are just one small s e l f so you better know the capital s e l f right yesterday we had a very talk a serious talk on when people do meditation even when you are doing meditation what are you meditating on nothingness i am meditating on nothing is there anything called nothing i mean just think about it if there is nothing there is nothing nothing there has to be something to meditate on otherwise your the mind which is full of nonsense you know your mind is full of nonsense it clings to everything this thing that thing that thing that thing it better have something to think of if you are thinking just now oh i need a soft drink i need a soft drink i need a soft drink you better get a soft drink are you thinking about it isn't it i am thirsty i have to the moment the word thirsty comes into play you will want at least a soft drink or a, you know water or something which will quench your thirst that means at least you are thinking of something when people meditate on nothing what are they doing yeah there will be a lot of people who will want to trash me just now and say you don't understand nothing <laughs> i agree with you i never understood nothing that is why when people ask me what is your name i said nobody nobody means what i don't <laughs> any anybody to think of who are you biggest question who are you the answer was i am nobody so when i have to translate it i say only god knows the answer that is why krishna knows god knows the answer nobody knows but that nobody is god no that is why the word krishna came in the in front so did you understand this <laughs> i can't say nobody nothing also i can't say my name is nothing who are you nobody i can't call myself nobody <laughs> so guruji nobody that is funny but guruji somebody 
సో కృష్ణ గురించి వెరీ గుడ్ అట్లీస్ట్ కాల్ మీ బై సంథింగ్ సో సంథింగ్ ఈస్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ అండ్ క్యాచింగ్ హోల్డ్ ఆఫ్ దట్ సంథింగ్ ఈస్ సో వెరీ ఇంపార్టెంట్ అండ్ దాట్ సంథింగ్ ఈస్ కాల్డ్ ది సుప్రీమ్ లవ్ ఫర్ గాడ్ ఇట్ కెనాట్ బి మీ కెనాట్ బి టైం పాస్ ఇట్ కెనాట్ బి ఓ ఐ జస్ట్ హ్యావ్ when i reach my destination i don't need it it is not just like that you have to have it even when you reach your destination because even that nothing is controlled by him only those who have done the bhagavad gita know me very well in that i have clearly defined what is this nothing nothing is called the first divine unmanifest first divine unmanifest that means you are a manifest being you are a manifest being when you are manifest after you die where are you don't know okay so you have become unmanifest so did you get this point so first divine unmanifest is nothing cannot be defined krishna's domain is called the second divine unmanifest beyond the first divine unmanifest there is a second divine unmanifest and i krishna says i'm the person over there i am the supreme person over there and my second divine unmanifest is also my abode when i say abode it means a place correct and when he says i am a supreme person does it not tell you that he is a person also he is a person also so if krishna is the supreme divine unmanifest second unmanifest so he is a person and an abode both these things combined together that is why so that we do not have that disturbance in our mind we call it supreme divine consciousness i just know he is there that's it period so the love for that has to be there if i have to get the entry into the first divine unmanifest which means if i want to get liberated i want to reach self realization i want to reach that in that particular place where i become nothing i got to have the permission of the super boss also i can only get his permission if i am in love with him okay so this was understood by some of the greatest saints of all times so we have come to the end of this particular episode next time we are going to do 34 to 37